0: Okay, it's time for Rich in Relationship. And it's been a couple of weeks since I've done one of these. Sorry for the hiatus. I've decided we're going to be a little less abstract today. You know, spent a lot of time talking about big concepts, which sounds good and everything. But let's get down to some real life application here. Today, we are talking about how to kindle, rekindle romance. And during the pandemic, what could be more important than rekindling romance? I mean, think about it. You know, if you're like me, you've been living and working with your spouse. And in addition to burping, farting, and all the other things you do together that are so romantic, Uh, seeing each other at your best moments. You know, maybe you're not dressing up as much as you used to. Maybe there's no place to go. Or maybe now that it's getting chilly, there were places to go, but you're not going to them anymore. Or maybe like you're just tired of talking to each other. Who knows, right? All this stuff is 10 times more challenging when we don't have our social network and our support network the way we used to. And the good news and the bad news is it's going to be going on. Why is it good news? The good news is you have an opportunity here to change things, to make your relationship something fresh, new, and shiny. So we're going to talk about 14, count them, 14 ways. I don't even have enough fingers. 10 plus four, four, (laughs) 10 plus, four ways to rekindle romance in your marriage relationship, whatever you got going on there. And you know, it all starts with putting aside, just briefly, me, right? Because when stuff's going on that isn't favorable or wonderful or good, we tend to go to, what about me? My ego. Why aren't I getting what I want? And we look at the other person like they're failing. I'm going to pretend she's there. She's failing to make me happy, right? I got this, there's this pandemic going on and I got, you know, all this I'm working and I'm growing my business and I'm learning all this new stuff and but I don't get to go to the gym anymore and I haven't got my, my spiritual circles in person anymore and none of that and and it's all your fault. Well of course it's not her fault but that's where we go because the person we feel safest with is the person we dump all of our least desirable feelings on and that's the bad news and good news of relationships. So the first step is to put me on the back burner, or a better way to put it would be, I wanna have a fulfilling romantic relationship and as long as I'm worrying about me, I'm not gonna get that. So in order for me to get what I want, I'm gonna put me on the back burner. It's, it's one of those strange duality things where in order to get what I want, I need to stop thinking about what I want. And why does it work that way? Think about when, you were in love. Uh, That in love thing in some ways is a one-way ticket and it's it's a limited time offer, two to three years. But when you were in love, how much did you think about you? You didn't. You spent all your time thinking about him or thinking about her. I know I did. We were on the phone all the time. I would fall asleep with the phone on my ear at one o'clock in the morning, talk, 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 talking, and she'd be saying, are you there? Are you there? Some mornings I'd wake up with the phone on my ear and realize that I had fallen asleep. Occasionally she would too, but she was better at staying awake than I was. But that was the kind of attention that I gave my wife when we were in love. I was just there in it all the time and it was never about me or it was about me in the sense that I wanted more of her, right? And that's really what we're going for here. By the way, romance does not necessarily equal sex. It can, but we all know that we're perfectly capable of doing the deed without any romance whatsoever. Romance is a feeling, it's a sense of being together, it's a sense of being on the same page, it's a sense of honoring one another and really caring for one another in a deep and meaningful way. So it could be about sex and you might even have more intimacy, physical intimacy, when you practice these 14 things. But I wanna be really clear, this is really about getting back on the same page as a couple. Uh, Making that woman in your life, the young doe that you fell in love with, you know, always remembering her as that young doe, even if you're 60, 70, 80. All right, step one, put your own ego in check. Put it on the back burner because in order to get what you want, you got to stop thinking about how much you want it and how they're not giving it to you. This other side of this is we're going to have empathy and compassion for our partner now on the face of it you may think oh yeah got tons of empathy and compassion oh, i've been married for 20 years know each other real good i know exactly what it's like to walk in her shoes but do you really do you really probably not because we're all changing all the time and no matter how well you think you know one another there are things you don't know now just today that you didn't know yesterday so Having compassion is standing in their shoes, it's trying to understand what they're feeling, it's getting that they have stress going on in their lives that maybe they're not talking to you about, probably because you, I can promise you that there's, my partner has stress going on in her life that she hasn't talked to me about because I haven't been available and I work at being available. Life is full of conflict. Having someone at your side without judgment or criticism is huge and it's comforting and it's a big stress reliever. So you want to work at understanding where they are. And in order to do that, you're going to have to do what? You're going to have to do a little talking. And it isn't just going to be, what did you do today? Uh, That's what I did today. Uh, It's going to be heart-to-heart kind of talking. You know, this is particularly for guys. Uh, it seems like women are better communicators than men. Maybe that's just a sexist thing to say, but that's just my, been my experience. And uh, you know, the good news is it's, it's anti, anti-male <laughs> as opposed to anti-female. So I'm gonna talk to the men, but this is gonna be true for women also. Men, there is nothing a woman loves more than a heart-to-heart conversation and women men actually love a heart to heart conversation too they're just a, it's just a little harder to get them there so men we want I want you to just talk to your partner ask about her day ask about her job ask about her friends and don't just say how was work how are your friends how's your job you know uh, how's your day say what was the best thing that happened what really excited you today hey what friends have you been in touch with and why why that friend i mean really understand it you don't want to just like Talked about job? Check. Talked about friends? Check. Talked about day? Check. You want to really get something new out of the conversation. Be present. Show her that you care. Look at her. Make eye contact. Don't be like, so uh, how was your day? Yeah, good. All right, hang on. Let me just check this. It's not like that. Give her your full attention. Be face-to-face. Believe it or not, face-to-face conversation can be extremely intimate. Ladies, let him talk too. As I said, men really do want this also. Once you get them off of whatever it is they're on, let them know how important it is to you, the things that he's interested in, even if you're not that interested. It might be why they're interested. If he's really into football and his team's not doing well, it might be, Why does that upset him so much? Oh, I don't know. I just really like the Giants. Well, you don't just really like the Giants. Nobody just really likes the Giants, by the way. You know, it's always because, well, the Giants have been sort of the favorite team of my family for years. And somehow I associate that with my family's well-being or something like that, you know. But get down to it with them. You'll be surprised to see how romantic a conversation can be when you really explore with one another. And, you know, in order to do that, you're going to have to probably schedule it somehow. And I would say a way to schedule it would be have a date night if you don't already. Um, We have date nights even now that it's October in New York. Uh, We found some restaurants that have um, tented areas with open sides, which uh, the COVID regulation says is safer. And they've got heating lamps in them. So you want to find places like that that you can be comfortable in. Or if it's a warm night, you just want to find a restaurant that fits right. If you're really feeling, um, really feeling bold, you can eat inside. You know, in our partnership, we don't consider that risk worthwhile. So we'd rather have the cold. But the important thing is that we do it once a week. And, you know, What's important about that time is that's a place where we can talk. That's a place where we can show interest in one another. That's a place where we can help one another. And it's a place where we can even have some healthy conflict. And believe it or not, not all conflict is unhealthy. Some conflict is destructive. And we've all got like a a special kind of conflict that we've been doing for years. Oh, you left the cap off the toothpaste again. Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that? Like we've all got stuff like that. But there can be healthy conflict like, hey, I'm trying to help you here. Okay, if you really want, I'll, I'll just stop. You know, that, like just bringing it to someone's attention that you are pushing on, you know you're pushing on something uncomfortable, but you're willing to give them the space is actually a form of healthy conflict. It's because you're pushing gently. Turn off the television, shut off those devices. Do not have those phones open at the table. These things are deadly to romance. Be cute, be playful. Text each other during the day. That you're going to be looking forward to having date night tonight i want you to know it's a complete surprise when you do that or when you receive the text it's really nice it's really sweet if you're going to go on date night or just in general you might want to get out of your freaking sweatpants all right i don't know about you but i was in sweatpants like half the day today and i know that my wife gets sick of seeing me with my hair all messed up and in sweatpants So dressing up and showing that I care about myself and that I care about her is something really important that I can do for her and vice versa, particularly on date night. Of course, we don't go to date night in our sweats, do we? Do we? Next. This is harder. You want to focus on staying positive. What we're trying to do here is have a, what do you call it? It's, it's mature romance. It's kind of like falling in love, but there's less naivete about it. When we're in love, there's a lot of, we're, we're very naive in some ways. After we've been married for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, that's all gone, but we can have that experience of, of a romance, a mature romance. And in a more mature romance, excuse me, I have a hiccup. We're working at not getting on each other's nerves. We're throwing out our negative complaints. You remember I started by saying, put your ego on the back burner, that party that's always blaming and looking for defects. Part of that is stop complaining, stop being negative. It's just toxic algae that grows in your mind you know it starts with a tiny thought so you need to trace down those tiny thoughts they come up all the time why did she do that oh look she left a plate out catch that stuff and replace it and now you can't stop the those tiny thoughts but you are responsible for the secondary ones so if, oh look she left her plate out the next thought might be i bet she's really busy today part of understanding what's going on is understanding they have stuff happening you know i bet she was really in a hurry or she's really sleepy or I bet he left the seat up again. He must have been in such a rush not to do that. Or it might be, I really need to talk to him about that gently. Those tiny thoughts can turn into something productive or they can turn into something destructive. Remember the person that you adored. Remember the person you couldn't live without for five minutes, that person who you fell asleep talking to on the phone. Those positive traits that you were in love with then are still there. You just gotta look a little harder now. It means taking off the crap colored glasses you've been wearing and seeing that beauty again. Give each other compliments. Complimenting each other is super important. And when you're out on date night or when you're having, you know, we have breakfast together now once a week just to to kind of keep things going, um, keep us on the same page. Focus on each other, like shut out the world, make the world go away. If you find your mind is wandering to your work um, or to something else that you've neglected, bring your mind back to that time together. I think even worse than the phone is our mind. Our mind is always wandering, 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 looking, looking, looking. And particularly if we've been taking our relationship for granted for a while, that, that mind is just roving. Keep your attention on the person in front of you. Uh, if you've ever done meditation, you know when you're meditating, you're just kind of sitting there and your thought, you, you have a stray thought and you acknowledge it and you come back to the meditation. This is the same kind of thing. You know, you're there focusing on this beautiful, wonderful, handsome person that you fell in love with and that you are in love with and that you are re-inspiring your mature romance with and you start thinking about the dishes or you start thinking about work or you start thinking about the kids and just bring it back to that person. It's an exercise. So the first time you do it, your thoughts are gonna have a lot of thoughts. The next, second time you do it, you're gonna have a little less, the third time a little less. It's a practice, you need to practice this. You're not gonna get it like that. Give yourself time, practice it every day. All right, next. Negative traits have a positive side. What does that mean really? What that means is a negative trait is usually a positive that's been taken to an extreme. So if your husband has a roving eye, which men have been known to have, it's not because he's an unfaithful, horrible human being, it's because his sex drive has gotten the better of him and he's forgotten who he really cares about. And so remember that when you see that, and that can be amended, but in this context, when you see that, remember that what that's really about is He's still active and still interested, which is the good news. There are ways to talk to that, to, that, to speak to that, to call that out gently. Um, and there are ways to, if, if, if you're feeling hurt when that kind of thing happens, there are ways to express that. But that's not part of this exercise right here. So when you first fell in love, all we, all we see is when we first fell in love is the positive, right? That said, oh, my God, he's so amazing. She's so amazing. Da-da-da-da-da-da. When we start to get comfy, when we get married, we sort of fall into our learned behaviors from our family. We start to think about marriage the way, our, the way our parents were married, and the things we learned from other people. And we start to see the negatives, all right? And these negatives, the roving eye or whatever, um, they get really annoying. Train your brain to see the flip side of the trait. If your partner likes everything orderly, and he gets annoyed with you cuz your closets you know not like a showroom just remember that that's the trait that helps him succeed at work that sense of organization is what keeps him going where, the other way around actually i've met i've worked with a lot of couples where the complaint about the husband was he's so messy you know and when we work together what they figure out is that Yeah, he is so messy and that's not going to change and there are certain boundaries that need to be set so that mess is limited and less irritating for the partner. There are ways to work through that. Remember that any trait that's negative has a positive to it and that positive is part of why you were drawn to them and you can't have one without the other. All right, next is kind of a really challenging one. It's giving and expecting nothing in return. And this is really for you men, the women can benefit from it also. Men, if you're thinking that rekindling the romance means that you're gonna get some, every time you hold hands, you need to get off of that. If you think that it means that every time you show some kind of kindness or affection, that there's gonna be something in return, you need to get off that. All right, it just doesn't work that way. The way that physical intimacy works is it's something that's built up over time. It's through small, generous acts with no thought in return that you build up to having physical intimacy. So men, if that's something you're really stuck on, get off it. What we all wanna learn to do is to give in little bits without expecting anything in return. And I'm gonna throw in a bonus section here. Dun, 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 dun. Think about your partner's love language. And if you don't know about the five love languages, uh, Google it. Great book. There are basically five love languages. And there's a test that you can take on that that helps you identify yours and your partner's. Find out what your partner's love language is and and give in that way. So my partner, for example, really loves small acts of kindness. So she likes to come home and find the bed made. Or she likes to find that I've done, I've cleaned up the kitchen or done something that was really irking her or or clean up the mail or that I got rid of those clothes that were going to charity or whatever. Those are things that she really likes. She also likes touch, but that's not her number one thing. But you know, it is helpful to, to, to rub her neck, to hold her hand, things like that. She loves praise more than she loves touch. So acknowledging her is really important. Not so much on gifts though. It's not a big thing for her. And special time, not really one of her things either. Um, Though she does like special time, it's just not something that really stimulates her. Those are the five love languages, by the way. So find out what they are and do things that will please your partner just for the sake of doing it and expecting nothing in return. And I guarantee you that you will start having more intimacy. Next, what's more important to you? Being right or being happy? Remember when we started out, we said, you need to get you off the front burner, stop blaming, stop asking why is, is he always like that or why is she always like that? Part of that is about being right. When we get stuck in a loop of feeling like we're not getting our needs met and it's all the other person's fault, we start, part of that loop is, and they're wrong, and they're wrong, and they're wrong, and they're wrong, and they're wrong. And, they're wrong. and, and every time they, we bring up the, the particular thing that's causing us unhappiness, they argue with us and we make them wrong and we make them wrong and we make them wrong. And is that going to promote peace or happiness or intimacy or romance? Heck no. Be willing to be happy over being right. You don't have to fight every battle. In fact, most battles are not worth having, but Every now and then there's one that's worth having. And you don't have to do it with anger. You don't have to do it with rancor. You don't have to do it with intensity. You can have those battles from a caring place. Remember that your relationship is more important than your own ego. Next, take a look at the words that are coming out of your mouth. Can you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? very often our partner no longer hears the words that are coming out of our mouth and sometimes it's because we've been saying them over and over and over and over and so they just stop hearing it sometimes it's because we're not saying it with feeling like i love you it can be so automatic all the time i said i love you to my wife today she barely noticed it now she probably needed to hear it but you know it just didn't mean that much to her so finding Other ways to say, I love you, or expressing your love is really important. Maybe it's when she's getting up to go, instead of, I love you, it's, oh, let me come give you a hug. Don't go without a kiss. Anything that's gonna change the game, expressing genuine love, so that they really can receive it, is so important. And you know that you genuinely love them. You genuinely love each other. And just remember that love is what? It's not a magic word. No, it's not fairy dust that we sprinkle. It's a muscle, baby. Love is a muscle. You gotta exercise that sucker. And you know what happens when you're exercising? If you exercise the same muscle group over and over and over and over, that muscle group will get strong, but sometimes other muscle groups will get weak. So you gotta change up your exercise program if you want your love to grow and you want it to have more variety and you want it to have more meaning. So put some serious time into reevaluating the words that you use, and listen to your partner. Listen to your partner. What does that mean to listen to your partner? That means that when they say something to you, this is actually a bonus. This is going to be the 15th way to rekindle the romance. When they say something to you, that is always a plea for some form of attention and acknowledgement. So if they say, if you work in the same office, and they say, da-la-la-la-la, and you're going... Just a minute. What you're basically saying to them is, don't want to hear you right now. This is more important. Now, it may be that this really is more important. And you could just say for a second, honey, I love you. This is super important. Just give me a second instead of just a minute. So think about what you say and how you say it. And also listen to what they say. And when they do say something, if you can stop and say, what was that? Tell me more about that. I really want to understand that. And really get to the heart of it instead of, instead of got it. Or really, how interesting. Really get in there and understand what they're talking about so that they feel acknowledged. You might even try reflecting back. I think what, I'm, I think what you're saying to me is, is that true? Wow, that's so cool. And part of that, this communication thing of looking at what you're saying and making sure that we're really listening to what they're saying, part of that is about being on the same team, You know, so long after being together, what I meant was so often after being together that we take each other for granted. And have you had that experience where you take each other for granted? Have you had that experience where you, uh, maybe you watch a show together, okay. Don't talk about the show, where you're just kind of doing things, almost living a parallel life. Maybe you're not even living a parallel life. Maybe you're leading a divergent life and you don't know it, they're just slightly going further and further apart. Every time you look over, they're a little further away and you don't know why. It's because you're not on the same team anymore. And when you're on the same team, you're not against each other, you're not moving away each other, you're not competing. You're there cheering for each other, you're on each other's side. Try actually saying the words, I'm on your side, and see what it gets for you. Think about what is it that you want from a teammate. If someone's really on your side, what do you want from them? What's going to build you up? And start practicing it. Practice the thing that you think you're missing most from the other person. Practice it with them and see what happens. After a week or two, they're going to get it. And next laugh. Laugh together. Studies show that laughter really is healing. It's why hospitals with long-term patients often bring in clowns and other people to talk to the patients and help them to laugh. Lighten up and have some fun. Life is serious, but it's our job to take a break from the stress. It's our job to help one another laugh, to lighten up, to get that as serious it is, as it seems at times, most of life is just a freaking game, right? The really important things about life are love, roof over our head, food on the table. And if those things are being met, the rest of it's gravy. Maybe you need to look at a comedy show together. Maybe you need to look at funny movies together. Maybe you need to learn how to tell jokes. I don't know, but figure out ways to laugh. Once you start scheduling in, extra time, like dinners out and maybe some other things you're going to start doing together, you're going to, you can put a little extra effort into your communications and you'll be able to live and love and laugh together like you used to, like you used to. And last but not least, this is number 15, since I threw in the bonus, is dancing. Dance together. Dancing is super romantic. Slow dance in your bedroom or even in the kitchen. Dancing is two people moving in sync. Feel the rhythm you share, you know, or you could dance, instead of ballroom dancing, you could dance funk, you can dance any way you like. But slow dancing is very intimate. Dancing can be a great way to release feeling dancing is a way to become in sync with one another. Dancing is actually tremendously healing. And guess what? As we're coming up on the holidays, what could be more important than being in sync as we're coming up on not Halloween so much, but Thanksgiving and Christmas, what could be more important than being in sync? How often have you walked into the holidays feeling like you guys are dancing to different tunes? How long have you been not sure who was in the lead and why or where? How long have you guys had conflicts during the holidays because you weren't truly in sync? If you're curious about how to dance more and how to bring yourself more in sync, there's an event I'd like to invite you to. It's called Turning Your Turkey Turmoil into a Turkey Trot. And it's a a joint event with a dance instructor that I'm doing where we're gonna have dance training and strategizing for the holidays. So if you're interested in that, go to bit.ly forward slash choose to trot, right? Because we're gonna choose to trot rather than to have turmoil. bit.ly forward slash c-h-o-o-s-e-t-o-t-r-o-t, choose to trot check it out we're going to be having an hour to an hour and 15 minutes of dancing and strategizing it's going to be fun the fact that we're going to do it on a saturday at like 5:30 so what you want to do is you want to order dinner out like have a dinner delivered to your place at like 7 so you and maybe set up the table with some candles and then you at 5:30 you come at, at uh, choose to trot or turn your turkey turmoil into a turkey trot together you come to that at 5.30, you talk, you have a, a fun time, you have an intimate time together with, and other couples will be there. You come out with a strategy for Thanksgiving and then it's over and ding dong, your food arrives, you've got the table set, you've got a bottle of wine ready and you sit down and have a nice romantic dinner together. Check it out, it's gonna be a gas. It's gonna be a great time. Now, if anything I've talked about sounds really difficult to you, you should feel free to reach out to me you can direct message me if you're seeing this on social media. If you're hearing this in a podcast or seeing it on a video blog, you can reach me at rich at richinrelationship.com. R-I-C-H at R-I-C-H-I-N-R-E-L-A-T-I-O-N-S-H-I-P.com. Rich at com. I'm happy to talk to you via email just as a friend about ways you can Get unstuck in areas that you're stuck. Because honestly, the pandemic is the perfect time to rekindle the romance in your relationship. If you're having high conflict and romance looks impossible, definitely reach out to me. I have a lot of experience here and I can throw some bones your way. I guess that's enough out of me. I hope you all have really enjoyed this. I know I did. And have a fantastic weekend.